Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Hey, guess what? It's time for 90210. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. How you doing, Carol? Hey, what's up? It has been a, a good time here at uh, at the old Massive Late Fee uh, doing the 90210. It is May 3rd? Yes, sir. 1995, and we are covering, as you may recall, season two of 90210. Hopefully, eventually we catch up. I guess maybe if they go 10 seasons, eventually we'll catch up. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, we're doing one a week, right? And yes. there's about... 20? Yeah, about 20, 24. So we can get through like four seasons in a year. Well, there's 52 weeks in a year. We can get through like two seasons <laughs> in a year. Yeah, we can get through about two seasons in a year. So we'll catch Correct. up. Correct. We'll catch up. Eventually. We got it. We're all over this Maybe stuff. we'll, yeah, maybe we'll have a special where we do just 10 in a row. Huh. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> that would be quite the weekend marathon. Right. But this episode of 90210 was quite the emotional experience, huh? I, I guess. Well, it was, it was very, it was, there was seriousness to it. There was seriousness. And also silliness. Yes. That's what I'm saying. I, mean, I think it was, I know they were trying to be serious, I but I so. feel like the episode was a little more silly than maybe they meant it to be. Yeah, probably. I don't know. It was not one of my favorites. I thought it was fine. It's a pretty bog standard early 90210 episode. I feel like the the episodes get more interesting. The show gets more interesting as it goes along, I think. Yeah. But why don't you tell us what happened in the episode? Okay, so Andrea mm-hmm. asks Brandon to be a big brother. She... She browbeats Brandon oh, into yeah. being Big Brother. She, um, she definitely. I mean, she does not take no for an answer. She's a very pushy lady. She doesn't take no for an answer until it comes to sex, and then it's all no's. <laughs> until eventually, apparently, it's a big yes. Yeah. And then she gets pregnant the one time she says yes. Well, we're talking about her taking other people's no's for yeah. an answer. I mean, she she definitely seems to have no on her mouth, but. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, she's got other stuff on her mouth. I mean, like she asks and he has to think about it. And she's like, yeah, sure. For a little bit. But, you know, I already told him about you. And mm-hmm. basically he's expecting you and all this bullshit. She's like, I oh, I got so 20 pissed. minutes. You can think about it for 20 minutes. Right. I would I wouldn't have done it. Would you? I mean, probably. Really? Yeah, because, you know, the kid. Uh huh. You have to think about the kid. But you didn't promise anything she did. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. That, I mean, then she would be the bastard, not you. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not like, kid doesn't even know me, you know. Right. But I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I probably would do it, but I'm usually pretty much up for anything, so. Yeah. So, I mean, he does agree. And he goes to take Felix. What a name. Like, right. Like the cat. Uh, Felix to get a, a big fish that he can just put in his mouth and then pull out a fish scale spins. No, they go bones. skating, roller skating, yes, rollerblading. The... Yeah, you know the hardest thing about rollerblading? Hmm. Telling your dad you're gay. 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's just because you can't do it. I can rollerblade. Can you? Yeah. Are you gay? No. What the hell? I don't rollerblade. I can rollerblade. Okay. It's basically, it's essentially ice skating, which I can do very well as well. Yeah, I can't do that either. I'm a good ice skater. I can't even roller skate. I can't even skate with four wheels, like evenly distributed. (laughs) You can't roller skate? No. Huh. I mean, I realize we've never gone to the roller rink together, but I just, I don't know. I thought it was just because it was, it's kind of like. I barely can ride a bike. Barely. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. So just some training wheels. Shut up. But so they're like, you know, in California. So they're like fucking on the beach rollerblading. I'm so jealous. Mm -hmm. And um, he takes him to his work to get a soda. And decides to have him wait at the bar while he goes and complains to Andrea's uh, answering machine about what a little jerk the kid is. Right. Which is kind of mean. I can see why his last big brother killed himself or whatever he did. (laughs) He's such a piece of shit. But then the kid decides to not be such a jerk because Brandon's asking him, like, what are you testing me? Like, what's going on? Well, he heard him. That's like you you fail to mention the fact that the kid predictably comes up behind him while he's talking. Right. So I'm trying to remember what he did that was so bad to him, though. I mean, he was like racing ahead of him while they were skating. It didn't. Honestly, they didn't sell it very well. No, it didn't seem like he was a really unruly kid. Right. But he acts like he was a pain in the butt. Mm-hmm. And the kid decides to like ease up or whatever, be nicer to him. So they, they're they hanging out all the time now, though. The kid, like, he takes him to work with him one day to work, to like help him at work, which I thought was weird to begin with. Like, you don't do that without asking your boss. Right. And His he, boss is like the most chill person in the world. He is. So he let him do it for a couple of days and he's chill like. Chill like a psychopath. What? He's just, you know, he's. He's preternaturally unemotional. Yeah, I guess. So he goes with him um, to work and he's doing stuff like getting ice and towels and, you know, basically Brandon's job. He should be paying the kid. Um, And then the boss says, hey, you know, you can't be here this day. Mind you, the kid took the bus and beat Brandon to work. Yeah. He didn't even know he was going to be there. Kid really wants to uh, to work. He, call, he starts calling himself uh, Felix Walsh. Yeah, he's telling everybody he's uh, Brandon's little brother. Like his biological little brother. Right. Apparently his dad uh, moved to Arizona and never comes and sees him and sends him $10 on his birthday every year, which is the only way that the mother knows that he's still alive. And still in Arizona or wherever. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona uh, or... or <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, uh, trash heap of uh, America. Right. So, yeah, so Brandon makes him leave, and he's, like, kind of bummed out about it. And he's like, but, hey, tomorrow's my day off. Meet me here. We'll hang out tomorrow. But he doesn't. So he goes to figure out, hey, what's going on? He's, his boss says, don't you have anything better to do than get stood up on your day off by a kid? Right. Some snot lows little <laughs> punk. So... Wouldn't you love it if uh, you you could eviscerate him with a blade? What his boss says? Yeah, because he's such a psychopath. That's what You're I'm a saying. psychopath. <sighs> but Brandon goes to find him, and oh, before this to set to set this up a little bit, they um they had him over for dinner one night, and Brandon patted him on the back, and he like dropped 
everything in French his hands. Fries. Yeah. Like he was maybe hurt. <laughs> so he goes to find him and he's wearing a baseball cap. It's so obvious. It's so predictable, like what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, of course, the kid has a black eye. Right. And so his mom is beating him. Apparently. Doesn't take long for, you know, Brandon to figure it out. And what? Yeah, the black eye's a uh, pretty dead giveaway. <laughs> the kid tries to say that he fell or some shit. He's, uh, yeah, he's like, I fell rollerblading. And Brandon's like, uh, bullshit. Uh, okay. Everyone that falls rollerblading falls incredibly daintily. <laughs> You wouldn't you wouldn't have gotten that scar that way. You're such a jerk. <laughs> so they say I have the vapors. The- <laughs> so Brandon um first goes to Andrea. Right. Like I know she looks like an adult <laughs> and she kind Grandma. of acts like one. But can she's tell, not. Can you tell us about the time when you played stick and hoop? <laughs> So she's like, well, I can talk to the social worker that I used to work with at the crisis clinic. Like, where'd the social worker go, first of all? She still works at the crisis cl- clinic. Like, do yeah. you not have anybody running the clinic? Oh, is that the the the, the suicide hotline they used to Yeah. Have? That's the social worker yeah. she's talking about? Oh, yeah. that's funny. So, yeah, she references knowing a social worker. Like, And then the script writers are like, wait, we can't afford to bring her back. <laughs> can't afford to pay her again. I'll just say, just say he goes by himself. Well, no. So then he goes to his parents, who tell him to report it. Yeah, but well, they they say his dad says, "Hey, that's a." Everyone says, "It's hey, very." That's a pretty serious. serious accusation there. Like he's an idiot, and he doesn't right. know. That. Like, no, I just made it up for fun. Mm-hmm. And he's he's like, you know, you know, are you sure and, and everything else? And he's like, hey, he told me that mm-hmm. it was his mom. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure. And he's like, well, you know. I, you know, you got to read like first he goes, hey, can't he stay here? <laughs> and the parents kind of look at each other like, man, we're already not getting it on very much now because you and your fucking friends are here all the time. <laughs> Invite a little kid and it's, you know, it's never going to happen. Yeah. But they're, you know, they're like, no, it's. He would need constant looking after and we are not up to that, even though Cindy doesn't have a job. Right. Constant looking after at the kids, probably 11. Right. 12. It's not like he's, you know, six months old. Right. He took the bus to the beach by himself. Right. Whatever. So because they're telling him, you know, you know, he'll probably get like taken out of his mom's house and stuff. Mm-hmm. So he goes to talk now to the mom. Yeah. Like, who told you to do that? You talk to all these people who all had other ideas of what to do. And you decide, I'm just going to go talk to his mom. Mm-hmm. And that goes better than goes better than it would in real life. Yeah. Because he says, <laughs> I know you're fucking hitting him. And she doesn't throw him out immediately. Right. She's, she tries to deny it. She's like, get out or whatever. And then he's like, uh, yeah, everybody told me not to even come to you. They told me to just report it, go to the, the social worker. But, you know, I thought maybe uh, I'd give you a chance. But I guess they were right. And then all of a sudden she's like, wait, wait. Right. <laughs> wait, Brandon. So, but then he still does report it, obviously, because the kid gets pulled out of the house. She reports it. Okay. Because she says, she says she's got problems and she had too much to drink one night and she hit him. Uh, now, here's the thing. He had a black eye and then before that, he had whips on his back. Yeah. I mean, this is obviously not a, a one-time incident. Right. And 
So she says, you know, maybe I could call a social worker, you know, and, and, you know, get some help for my problems and stuff like that. So like Brandon says, she basically sends him to this halfway house for kids that it looks like a summer camp, but of course, none of them are like that. It's basically, uh, you know, a uh, concentration camp for children. <laughs> but Aww. he uh, just no showers. Uh, well, no, you know, Cyclone B showers. Um, <laughs> regular showers. He so She sends him there so that she can get some help for her problems. She needs him not around while yeah. she's dealing with whatever the Well, she probably went doing. to rehab or some shit. I guess. And she's, knows. you know, a single mom, so... Yeah. But I mean, honestly, if it was some short term thing like that, I bet Brandon's parents would have taken him in. Oh, I don't think so. I think they're done with charity. <laughs> you I think? I think they've had it. After Dylan, they're like, no more. Yep. <laughs> Speaking of Dylan. Right. Here we go. Here, he, here's, here's B, the B plot. He makes some interesting appearances in this episode. As a ghost. Not a ghost. As a fantasy. Right. Yeah. So Brenda, 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 Brenda. Is a Brand is the hybrid uh, <laughs> organism when it's late in, in the later seasons when when Brandon and Brenda use the transporter at the same time and they get right. uh, merged together <laughs> as Branda. So she, where was she the first time? Like she gets all distracted. She's at lunch she, with Kelly and yes. her mom. Right. They go to lunch with Kelly and her mom, and and Kelly says something like, "Oh, the Surfer Burger. Uh, who do you think they named that after?" And then this turns into like a five minute long uh, imagining of, of Dylan on the beach like he's in Baywatch. All of a, yeah, all of a sudden it's like, meow. <laughs> this music starts playing and he's w- running in slow motion on the beach. It's hilarious. I still love you, Brenda. <laughs> and then um, in the kitchen while she's talking to her mom, he somehow materializes behind her. Yeah, because she's, she's, her mom's talking about love and how love has a way of, you know, like, crushing anything in its path or whatever. And Brandon's like, do you think we were meant to be? <laughs> <laughs> One time he is for real in the episode because he calls from Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And I think he- On this weird, well, I don't know what the fuck kind of phone he's got. Well, it's, it's got like a giant, like, uh, like, antenna and stuff. It looks like a cordless phone, but it's, it's- I don't know. It's different. It's well, a yeah, big brick brick like phone. Remember in Saved by the Bell, like yeah. Zach Morris would have that phone that he could carry with him. Yeah, that looks. It looked a lot like that. I don't know what they call those, but I think Radio Shack sells one that you have to carry a like a briefcase along with you because that's where the battery is and it like hooks up to that or whatever. Um, it's like a satellite phone or something like like. That's it, probably it, what it was because of Hawaii because it's probably harder to get like the signals or whatever. That's true. Yeah, like I think they're supposed to like. I think it like bounces off satellites like uh, like the cable signals do. It's so weird. Like I just like our phones how they just plug in and mm-hmm. I mean somebody really needs to reach you maybe get a pager. Power goes out and you still have your phone service. <laughs> right. It doesn't use electricity. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways, he calls her from Hawaii just to check in and say hi and sounds like he's going to tell her he still loves her, but then he loses Brenda, connection. Brenda, I still. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty funny. And then, okay, so while she's at lunch with Kelly and her mom, now I think this was actually pretty charming, the way that they met. Um, Kelly's mom breaks her tooth, chips her tooth, whatever, like her filling comes out. Yeah. 
And at like the next table or whatever is a orthodontist. And he's like, oh, you know, I couldn't help but hearing you need an orthodontist. I'm the third best orthodontist mm-hmm. in Beverly Hills. And she's like, well, who are the other two? He's like, are you a celebrity? She says, no. And he's like, then you don't need to know. <laughs> I thought that was a good line. Yeah. So turns out it is Mel Silver. Mm-hmm. David Silver's dad. Yep. Hitting all over Kelly's mom. <laughs> he, he says he'll fix her tooth if she goes on a date with him. So, yeah, they're they're dating. They like each other. Kelly freaks the hell out. Oh, she's not happy. No. And David's pretty creepy. He is a little, I guess. At the beginning, for sure. I mean, he's still doing his creepy thing where he's like, uh, he comes up to Kelly, he's like, oh, you know, we could be stepbrother and stepsister. Oh. Is that really that creepy? To be stepbrother and stepsister? To be attracted to your step-sibling? Yes. But I mean, to say to somebody when they first start dating your parents that the, it's a possibility that you could be stepbrother and stepsister? No, I mean, saying that by itself isn't creepy. Because that's what I said to my stepbrother the first time I met him. <laughs> yeah, but... Wouldn't it be weird if they got married? We'd be siblings. But I, I think it's normal. Like, you can't help but think that. But were you, were you thinking, like, um, so we'll be in the same house so we can fuck all the time? No. Ew. Okay, well, I think that's the implication that he's giving. <laughs> Ew. See? You Do go. you think that's what he was? Yes. Really? Yes. Oh. I think that's what they were trying to. I think that's what they were trying to convey that that's what he was saying. So, after she freaks out about enough encounters with him like mm-hmm. this, um, he finally gets it when they all go out to dinner. They're forced the four of them to go out to dinner. Oh, Steve! Yeah, this is Steve's contribution to the episode. Uh, anytime somebody does something where they're a complete asshole, it's usually because of Steve. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, Steve, she's talking to Steve, and Steve's like, oh, you, you know, this is quick. Uh, you guys are all eating together. Uh, you know, they want to make sure the families get along because they, they, they're going to get married. And he's like, you know what you got to do? You got to be the, the uh, step stepdaughter from hell. Yep. Make sure that he doesn't ne- that he, he knows that living with you is going to be the worst thing in the world. Uh, that, that way he won't uh, want to be with you, which is... I, is that is is Steve just doing this so like is Steve just acts this way so his mom doesn't get married again, just in case anyone encounters him that might want to date his mom? Right, maybe Steve's excuse. That's why I'm an asshole. Right. He's really the nicest person in the world. <laughs> when we're not, when he's not on screen, he's at a soup kitchen, just like uh, <laughs> devoting his time and giving his shoes to homeless people. Yep, just wants to keep mom single. <laughs> So she does act like a brat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. She's terrible. Mm-hmm. And she, like, takes off and her and her mom have a heart to heart. But, oh, while they're all at the table, though, she brings up David's creepiness to his father, which is humiliating, I am sure. For David. Yeah. He, and his dad. Yeah. But, um, like, he has the camera always, and she's talking about him, you know, recording her, and, and his dad says, you're not recording her anymore ever. Mm-hmm. So at the end he of the says, I forbid you from putting this gorgeous face on celluloid anymore. Do you do you really think that Kelly's that hot? Yeah. Everyone talks about her like she's the hottest wor- woman in the world. But... She's very pretty. Eh. I think she is. I mean, like I said, in the very beginning, she might be slightly prettier than Brenda. And then as they get older, it's like equal. Like as Brenda gets a little bit more mature, she gets a little bit better looking. Kelly might have been older than her. I don't know. Shannon Doherty does look more attractive as she gets older. Yeah. 
I mean, but yeah, I think they're both super pretty girls. And Tori Spelling. She's rich. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. I mean, she's all right. Hopefully Tori Spelling gets much better looking when she gets older, too. Right. So, yeah. I don't don't think it was wrong. But, um. Okay. So, her and her mom have a heart to heart, and, you know, she calms down, and apparently they do end up getting married. You, You mentioned that happens in the future. Yeah. Like, I didn't even remember that. So that's the beginning of things to come. So maybe that's how he's going to get tight with Donna. Because he's going to be hanging out with them. Because they'll be all in the same house. Yeah, I guess. But that's Donna's somebody else. I know, but Donna's Kelly's friend. Oh, okay. So I'm just saying this This is probably going to pull him more into their group if they're living together. Yeah. So. Yeah. But they, so they, uh, you know, she, she says to her mom, she's like, I want you all to myself. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of cute, whatever. She said that her mom, since she got divorced, has either been married or drunk. So she wanted time with just her. But you know what? Like, fuck. What do you care about? Well, no, I mean, it's like, okay, I had time with my mom all to myself, and she was sad. Yeah. Like, I I don't think that's a good thing to want for your parents to be alone. Yeah, well, I agree. Yeah. So I think Kelly is being very selfish. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad my parents are alone, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, no i don't give a shit honestly i fi- i think my mom's got on uh, some dates that she's that she has just not told me about you think <laughs> for sure i can imagine that but obviously it's never went anywhere because she's never brought anybody home like right. she's never brought anyone home and said hey i'm dating this person that's sad yeah but yeah, I think she's like she's gone out a few times, like dressed up or whatever. Where I'm like, yeah, you're going on a date, aren't you? <laughs> like I've never said anything to her, but I think she is, and just not saying anything. See, my mom never dated anybody except my stepdad mm. after my dad. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I guess. I, guess. I, <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't have to go through like a bunch of people, so that's good. Anyways, that's the episode. It is, isn't it? Well, you're forgetting that last thing that happens. The very last thing when he sees the kid at the home we already talked about? No, 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 no. No, the last the last storyline that you you forgot to mention. What? Tell me. Is it is it like as inconsequential as Donna's storyline last time? <laughs> what was Donna's storyline last time? That she hinted that she wanted to date Dylan. Oh yeah, that's right. Um this episode Donna says that David's kind of a good guy because she got to know him when they were in the play. She did? Mm-hmm. I don't remember saying that. She said you should give David a chance because he's not that bad. Hmm. Okay, to Kelly? Yes. She said huh. it to Kelly, yeah. I really, like, I blocked it out of my brain. That's That was uh, that was the third storyline. That was Tori Spelly's <laughs> Her story. one line. Tori, I love how you so. keep calling her, her one or two lines a storyline. Well, what do you want me to do? Well, stop making me feel like... Like, I have, like, walked into school naked because I don't remember a big chunk of the show when it's not true. I'm sorry, you're now picturing me naked in school? Yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) Shake it off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's our episode for the week. You have anything you want to say? Um, yeah, you can write to us at latefee1994 at AOL.com. You can. You can leave us the stickers. 
<laughs> you can yep. tell your friends about us. And uh, that's about it. Yeah, do all that stuff. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.